Hello Canberra, this is Ismail Husseini and Catherine. We are here live at the Tent Embassy with Roxley Foley. Roxley, could you please introduce yourself? Uh, thank you very much, Milo. It's really great to be here. And I, I got to apologize to you listeners out there. If you're hearing some weird sounds, that's our tent flapping at some ridiculous speed in the wind. So if you hear us scream, that's just everything collapsing on us. But my name's Roxley Foley. I'm your local friendly uh, sacred firekeeper of Canberra Aboriginal Tent Embassy. Um, I hold the position here of custodian and kind of like a history law keeper of the site and the movement. So um, yeah, we're doing some interesting things through Enlighten. Um, some things that people might not realize are not part of the show and hopefully might give them a bit of enlightenment in the actual Enlighten Festival. <laughs> I like the sound of that, Roxley. That sounds excellent. And can you just give us a tiny bit of a background? I know it's got a huge, long history, but can you give us just a little bit of background to the tent embassy here in front of Old Parliament House? Well, the Tent Embassy in many ways, it's one of the most politically significant sites in the Australian country. It's, um, it's a protest site that's been here for 46 years, which makes it technically the longest standing protest site in the world. And even more importantly, it's a place of Aboriginal sovereignty where we exist here not because the government allows it or has some benevolent um, feeling towards us, but because we have fought tooth and nail for 46 years to create a zone that is effectively outside of all Australian law and a place that represents where both we all the people, black and white from across the country, stood against the government and held the government to account and kind of took them down a notch. And there was, there has been some damage done to the tent embassy site over the years. One of the demountables, one of the uh, containers there was damaged some years ago. Yeah, th this is what I find funny because I get a lot of school groups come through here and I occasionally listen to their teachers talking about the place. This morning I had a teacher talking about how the government allows for this site to be and I had to interrupt them and let them know that they've never allowed this. Over 46 years this site has seen every form of opposition from the government, whether outright police brutality, um, drive-by shootings, fire bombings. Um, luckily, I don't have to deal with that kind of craziness these days. It's more just a whole bunch of bureaucratic um, sabotage and um, just little things in your odd occasional racist doing an incoherent shout as they drive past in the car. It's definitely an inter interesting place with a a very complex history. And you're the son of Gary Foley, is that correct? Yeah, that, I think that's in some part one of the reasons I ended up here. I originally ended up here because I was sent by a rather, as part of a large delegation to meet with the parliament, but I was asked to stay because um, my father was one of the original organisers of the site back in 72. And um, even coming from my own community, I hold a place where I have a lot of the history and knowledge of not just the embassy, but the entire movement that led to the founding of the embassy and what happened after. And this is just a story that's just not told to our kids. We're still told that the government gave us everything, that Absolutely. they constantly raised us up from our savage circumstance. And when our kids learn that everything we had, we fought for and we created, you see a really fantastic fire and self-empowerment sort of yeah. come up through them. So just back to the um, enlightened Canberra um, story, I'm looking out here from under this beautiful big tent here. We're sitting at a table. Uh, there's a permanent little library here, which is fantastic. It's got an excellent collection of some very uh, 
poignant books. If you ever are near the tent embassy, feel free to pop in and make sure you come and say g'day to people. They'll welcome you. There'll be a cuppa here for you. There's a library you can look at. There's people from all over Australia who pass through here as activists. There's also quite often journalists, foreign journalists coming through here. But I'm looking out across the grass and there's a circle of approximately how many solar lights, Ross? Um, a bit over 350. Um, I only directed the people to put them up, so I didn't exactly make a count out there. But I, I think this project has been part of, um, well, trying to find a way to constructively um, have all these festival patrons engage, engage with the space. And in a way, how we talked about this being a protest site before, in its original time, it was a giant um, joke and an art installation making fun of the Australian government. And we're trying to harness back to some of those original methods of engaging with people because humour and art has always been a really effective way to sort of make people stop and think for a little bit and a lot less um, aggressive, aggressive or confrontational um, considering the information that we're trying to... Um, bring across to people. This particular installation piece, and I, I got to point out, this is only the first one. Um, the plan is to have a series of more installations go up through this two-week period. But the 350 lights um, based in concentric circles around a um, sacred fire is um, representative of um, the amount of people who have died in police custody since the Royal Commission um, into deaths and custodies was instigated. And the idea is kind of to allow space for people to come in to sit by that fire and to have this very ominous set of lights watching over their back and to feel that weight um, of those ancestors and those that have passed still looking and seeking for justice because the vast majority of these families, they've never received answers. No one has ever been charged for these crimes and we're still yet to see systematic change about this. And we're nearly 30 years since the Deaths and Custody Commission and the vast majority of the recommendations from it still aren't implemented. And those numbers work out to nearly a new person dying in police custody every month, and these numbers are rising. I, I could put more lights up if I kept this light show going on, on almost a regular basis. I mean, there are so many issues I could have picked out from here, but I think one of the reasons um, deaths in custody came to mind was, um, number one, it's an important issue, but looking at the statistics, I don't have enough money or lights to represent some of the statistics that I'm talking about, three, 350 families, that was just a manageable number. If I'm going to be talking about um, the rates of child removal um, from Aboriginal families since the Stolen Generation or just even how many were taken um, last year, I don't have the money to represent that many lights. Um, so, But we tend to try and work on a basis of um, creating things out of what people throw away and waste in Canberra. So the fact that I've gone out and got some new lights is a bit of an aberration to my usual modus operandi. Uh, most of the other installations we'll be building, we've been working in conjunction with the Green Shed, who's been really great with um, opening up their doors to just let me raid it for whatever I think I can t build into things. Um, so that's going to be really fantastic. But what we want to see here is with the start of the lights and not just the installation, but making the entire site glow is 
to help feel people welcome coming through this space because it is a beautiful space to engage with, especially at night. It's very peaceful here. And the funny thing is, though, the vast majority of Canberra is absolutely terrified of this place. Even during the daytime, they have this um, feeling of not knowing whether or not to step off the grounds. And as you said, we, we have a library here, but we have beautiful elders and uncles and aunties from around the country that, in their mind, they hold more knowledge than... Any, all, any and all of these books I have together. So the true beauty here is a human interaction and a human story that you can get. And so this is in many ways just um, a lure to bring people. How has the response of the general public been? Um, it's been a bit of a mixed bag with the response from the public. Um, uh, the weekend was absolutely insane, like thousands of people tracking through here. We barely even had a bit over a dozen who really dropped and stopped and had a proper engagement with the space. Uh, many people do like to come to Sacred Fire, which is my point to catch them and have a little bit of a talk. They all, like moss to the flame, go there for a bit of warmth. But um, it's it's been a duality. I've, I find it difficult during this period because some of the temptation is just to lock down the site. We have a lot of very drunken um, people coming from uh, the bars that they've set up directly across the road. And we maintain that this is a sacred site and a dry zone. Um, so having to deal with what can often be very drunken aggressiveness can be pretty taxing at times. But this site does teach you an infinite amount of patience and how to handle people. I mean, we've over the past few nights, we've had all of our donation boxes stolen and running off with, and I'm constantly picking up trash from these people coming through. But they're, they're a minority. Like, the vast majority of people that take that effort to stop and ask some questions, they walk away with a really fantastic in experience. In fact, most people say that this is, the, this is probably one of the best spaces they've been to, despite all this money thrown at all these other sectors. Um, that, I hate to say it, but Enlightened's art is pretty bad. Like, it's pretty lame. And um, what we can create here with nothing, and better yet, the information we've got, we're the only ones providing enlightenment at Enlighten. So um, I think there's some fun with that. But one of the beautiful things about this project we're putting together, it's not just our messages. Because we have this site locked down, we have a place in the parliamentary triangle that we can give the messages of what's hurting all Australians. So as this um, exhibition starts to grow over the next few weeks, I'll have other groups coming in, whether it's from uh, the Refu uh, Refugee Action Committee, um, the uh, ANU Environmental um, uh, Action Students, um, all of these different groups will be coming down, holding meetings, holding talking circles, creating art installations. We'll have some music going on now that they're wretched con concert doing terrible um, destruction to 90s covers is over. <laughs> I don't have sound to compete with. Um, and I think it's just going to be a really great space. And especially on the weekdays, um, there's less people. It gives you a more personal touch to be able to welcome people in and not feel overrun. But even when this Enlightened Festival finishes and all of these other lights pack up and go home, we're going to have a glowing heart and a people's voice still glowing here um, after it all finishes and hopefully a really amazing exhibition um, that's been put together that will then stand here for the next month um, for people to come and take a look at. 
I like the sound of that, Roxley. And it will be solar powered. So that's something as well, very low carbon footprint on that one. And um, I would just like to give a shout out to the person or people who nicked the charity tins from the tent embassy. Uh, it'd be great if you would put them back with a bit more in it than you took. <laughs> and to anyone out there listening, I got a crew that's looking at freezing its butt off during winter and I've wasted a lot of my wood keeping all these um, happy festival goers warm. If there's anything you can ever do uh, for me out here at the embassy, it's bring some wood down and help me keep those fires burning. Thank you so much, Roxley. Thank you very much, my brother. <laughs> Thank you, Roxley. That was Roxley Foley at the Tent Embassy, and you're listening to Subject ACT on 2XX People Powered Radio.